the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. I want to welcome you to another Monday edition of Lifeline. It's been a whole seven days since we have been together and uh, glad to be here with you on this September 27th, 2021. It happens to be 5.05 p.m. on this glorious Monday evening where you and I get to bask once again in the natural, organic blessing of God's vitamin D as inheritors of the weather of California. It's not smoky right now, so we thank God. And I thank God for you. Thank God for an opportunity to chat with you. Now, over the next couple of hours, probably in total, maybe an hour and 20 minutes on this I'm going to just open up sharing with you some things that have come across my uh, uh, across my my purview, a couple, two or three uh, experiences I've had recently on top of dealing with all of the things that I deal with as a pastor. By the way, we're just having a great time in the final chapter of the book of the apocalypse, the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're in chapter 22, dealing with verses two and three uh, concerning the people of God called the servants of God, having overcome this this crazy world. Uh, And and, uh, the text tells us, and they shall see God. Revelation chapter 22, verse three, and they shall see God and his name shall be written on their foreheads and and they shall serve him and they shall reign with him forever and ever and ever. This is the blessed consequence and fruit of the overcomers. The overcomers are those who have uh, overcome this, this beast system and have learned how to trust God to lead them to the fountains of living water. These are the same overcomers in Revelation 22 that eat from the tree of life, and they enjoy the healing therapy that comes from the leaves on that tree. And they are free, according to verse three, from the curse, free from the curse that always comes from a lie, free from the curse that always comes from a lie. And we know he is the father of lies, and he's been lying to us from the beginning of time and and blessed are those who who know the voice of their shepherd and are able to walk in the light of his word and are able to say no to every form of evil and wickedness and manipulation and deception that comes our way and when we're talking about evil and wickedness and deception ladies and gentlemen it is at a massive 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 level today in our world in our politics in our religion and may God cause you to walk in the light. I uh, I was talking with a young man today who had been in America for some 30 plus years now, 
Um, he's a member of our, our fellowship at Grace and Hayward, and he was telling me opiningly that uh, that having come from Panama, having come from a socialist country, having come from a place where the media could never be trusted, where it could never be trusted, where the government was radically socialist and tyrannical, him coming from there to here, he said to me today, just a few hours ago, Pastor, I cannot believe how far we have come from the time I have left Panama and come here and landed in your church, because he's been with us a long time. And here we are today. He can't even recognize our nation. He can't recognize our government. He can't recognize what's happening to our people because it's just as if he were still in Panama, where the socialist, tyrannical government just lies at every twist and corner. And of course, he was struggling with this whole issue of the vaccine, struggling with the tyranny of it, struggling with the, the attempt and, and, and agenda on so many people to seek to compel him to take it. So I'm working with him today and trying to encourage him to stand by faith and never, never let anyone rob you of your conscientious freedom to make a choice predicated upon an informed consent. And of course, it was an encouragement to him. And then I get home just a few minutes before this program and I get this email. Hello, my name is Bleep. I'd love to share the person's name, but um, they haven't given me permission. But it says, I work for the city of Oakland and we have until November 1st to be fully vaccinated unless we can provide a medical or religious exemption. Now, I have put it off for, a long, for as long as I could. I'm trying this route because I believe God directed me here. Background. I've been stressing over having to get the jab. So one night I told God that I was putting it in his hands. So I decided to make my appointment for the jab and keep faith that if it was his will, he'd point me in another direction. So the following week, I was in a bakery in Oakland and had a conversation with the owner about my situation. And he took my phone number and said he'd see if he could get me and link for the exemption. He also gave me GBC's information. This was last Wednesday, but I haven't heard back from anyone yet. So here I am contacting you directly to see if you could provide the exemption form that you have. I've been listening to the live stream worship service and Bible studies along with the COVID information, which I appreciate and look forward to hearing. Well, you know, this is how God works when people really, really, really want help. So she has her exemption form and she can be sure that she does not have to kowtow to anyone compelling them or forcing them or threatening them to have to take a vaccine if they don't want to. Look at how God works. Look how he he moves. Look how he takes care of his sheep when they cry out to him. And of course, you guys know we've been 
addressing this matter at length. I love a free country, by the way. I really do love a free country. Don't care what your position is. As long as I'm able to share my position, you can share yours. And I would that there were men and women able to come to the table and form of a free discourse so we can put all of the facts on the table, not just the facts you get in your media, which is troubling my young man from the communist country he came from, but the facts across the board so that men and women can truly know what's going on and truly make an informed consent. Uh, To say the least, our sister who wrote will indeed have the exemption form that she asked for. And more than that, because there are people all across this nation, firemen, nurses, police officers, God bless uh, uh, police officer uh, Gutierrez over there in San Jose for stepping up to the plate and becoming a uh, a defender of those who are uh, weak and uh, and incapable of standing up to the pressure of the beast system. God bless him for uh, being willing to stand out front and say, hey, this is not America. This is not right. Something is wrong. And I love the way he framed this language, ladies and gentlemen, because it told me he fully understands what's taking place. Now, you know what I know? I know that a lot of you do, too. I know that, you know, intuitively something is wrong. I know that, you know, intuitively when a thing is right and good and when a thing really is Uh, safe and effective. When a thing is unarguably, incontrovertibly the right thing to do, you don't have to force anybody. You start a business and and your falafas are good, uh, your tacos are good, your Chinese food is good, your Asian food is good, your hamburgers and hot dogs are good. Guess what? You don't have to coerce anybody to buy it. We want good goods. What we don't want is a lie. What we don't want is to be told that we are stupid and dumb. What we don't want, as the new mayor of New York was trying to say to us, and I'm going to address that more fully after the break, what we don't want is our so-called governors telling us that we're not listening to God if we don't take the vaccine. Now, when we hear something like that, you know what we know? That's a reverse psychology, and it's childish at that. Now, only a superficial, irrational, illogical, unthinking person would be compelled by such foolishness as that rendered by the new mayor of New York. So there you go. Look at her. She's taking over from Cuomo, who fundamentally engaged in open, obvious murder of so many people, you guys. When it comes to what happened with Corona at the beginning of this pandemic, he openly engaged in a process and protocol that let men and women die. We know better now. We know that they didn't have to die. We know that factually. And this is why so many people, so many people are recoiling and drawing back from this so-called mandate to be vaccine. See, when the enemy stands up to try to take advantage of people, God gives his people grace and discernment to simply say, wait a minute. And that's all we need is a little bit space. Because 
in about 10 seconds, his horns start coming up out of his forehead. And then we see his tongue is farted, And he was never telling the truth in the beginning because he's a liar from the beginning. Now it's starting to come out all over the media. It's starting to come out all over your alternative media. Uh, your main media is trying to keep it down. But you know what I told you several months ago? You can kill the two witnesses, but they're going to rise again from the dead in three and a half days. You can celebrate. You can rejoice. You can give gifts all around the world. Revelation chapter 13, verse seven through nine. But they're going to rise again from the dead. And once they rise again from the dead, God's going to call them up hither. That is to give them a triumphant position. And everybody's going to see that they were true witnesses. They were not lying. They were not they were not being false to you. They were warning you and telling you the truth, but you didn't want to hear it. Now, when I come back, I'm going to address in a very doctrinal way why we believe that what we're dealing with is a neo-religious fascist totalitarian system being employed upon men and women today. It's not right. It's not good. It's deceptive. It's a real problem. And I'm glad many, many in the Senate and in the Congress are rising up. I'm glad many of the governors are saying no to the president. I'm glad that many, many of the medical workers, frontline workers are saying no, because we're not slaves as we were in England or as my African-American brothers and sisters were just a few hundred years ago. And it's amazing to me that they don't get the parallels between what's happening now and what happened when we were brought over here. Uh, but I'm going to make sure that we understand a little bit of that after the break. When we come back, I'm going to be dealing with the damnable doctrine of vaccine salvation. And then I'm going to let you hear from Mr. Payne himself. Mr. Payne himself is going to plainly talk to you about what was happening in the beginning when America fought for its freedom. And I trust you will see the parallels between now and then this is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we'll unpack it. The phone lines will be open maybe about uh, 15 minutes till or maybe uh, in the second hour. I just want you to sit back, listen to the exposition, think about it, and then tell somebody. We will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we're back. The time is 522 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. 522 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Yeah, many have already recognized whether they were uh, religious, Christian or not. Uh, philosophers, just sociologists, particularly uh, Jonathan Haidt, picked up on the framework and methodology, the kind of protocol in which this whole COVID thing started being uh, politicized and it was politicized from the beginning. The premise was politics, whether you know it or not. Uh, and he recognized this as a religion. He saw the very clear mass psychosis that took place, but the premise is religious. And I wanna show you what I mean by that. This is called the damnable doctrine of vaccine salvation. I really should call it uh, something other than vaccine, but vaccine will work because we're dealing with a biological phenomenon. The damnable doctrine of vaccine salvation. You have heard in Hebrews 11 verse one where the scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You've heard that before and we've quoted it infinitely in the church of Jesus Christ as the grounds upon which we have access to the invisible God who reveals to us 
the visible things through the invisible. And so we know him in a way that is profoundly redemptive in nature. May I assert that the damnable doctrine of vaccine salvation is just like that. It is a faith whose substance of things is hoped for is a confession of faith and its hope is in a vaccine to save the world. Yep, this false faith confession of this new religion is that its hope is for a vaccine to save the world. That is the substance of things hoped for in this new religion. It hopes for a vaccine to save the world. However, it is also driven by the evidence of things not seen. The evidence for this new religion is a virus that cannot be seen. Indeed, so far, no one has seen it. And while we're waiting for a savior vaccine to extinguish a virus that we cannot see, we're being called as its elect to take the jab by faith. Those who take the jab are free to enjoy the commonwealth of the beast kingdom. They may buy and sell. They may go to and fro. They may have access to pleasure and prosperity. However, this is a conditional salvation for material substance for which they must return to the altar again and again to take the jab of faith as frequently as the priesthood of the global health religion decrees. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, this is a works religion without an end. This new vaccine gospel mandate is separating the sheep from the goats. The sheep are corralled into the pen of economic approval and secular freedoms having been marked out by a vaccine passport tracking system that determines how those freedoms function. They also have been clothed in a robe of false righteousness reduced to a porous mask over their face. It symbolizes them being clean. This is the distinction today. If you wear a mask, you're clean. If you don't wear a mask, you're unclean. Because you see, the sin virus is supposed to be coming from your mouth. Apparently, at all times, since you must always be wearing your covering, almost everywhere. And to not wear it is to be exposed unto damnation. That's the way they've made it uh, make you feel. They make you feel like if you don't wear a mask, you're going to die. This is the religion, I say false religion, of fear. Now, the goats, which I would be one of them, who reject this religion are being driven out, being persecuted, being marked as unclean heretics. That's, that's as much as the New York mayor was saying, that we're not listening to God. They are also confined and destined to a slow death in as much as they are systematically cut off from the life resources of the secular kingdom and viewed as living contaminants that must be purged. Echoes of Hitler's Germany. Now, while this is only an analogy of the true gospel, which salvation is built on an infinitely better set of promises than these rooted 
in a savior whose work merits only one jab of faith by which the believer is cured of the virus of sin, liberating him from the exiles of hell and healing him by the grace of God, continually working in him unto eternal life in and by this glorious savior who is Jesus Christ the Lord. Mark now, the pseudo priest of the new global health religion will, as they did with the true savior and his sheep, hunt them down who refuse to believe in the savior vaccine or the invisible virus not seen and by force and by might and by law and by sword threaten, steal and seek to ruin their lives. Tell me this is not a religion. This is not a new battle either. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that's what they did to the people of God who forsook this world and had their eyes set on a kingdom whose uh, whose fullness was made by a God who promises them eternal life. And they looked for a city whose maker and builder was of God. Now, the same kind of faith that those people are experiencing, that those people experience in Hebrews 11, it appears that that's on its way to you and me. Now, I know you feel it. I know you sense it in every part of your body. This false religion of pseudo salvation by a uh, vaccine to deliver you from a virus that you cannot see, a vaccine that does not work, has not worked, cannot work, and you must continue to work it, and you have no end in its working, and all it can do is keep you in a state of continual condemnation because its salvation wears off every six months so that you got to go back to the altar again and again and again. Ladies and gentlemen, is this not legalistic, self-righteous, antichrist, non-grace works religion? Of course it is. Now listen to the scripture before we take a break and come back and listen to Mr. Thomas Paine on this same subject matter. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 17, around verse 12, and the 10 horns that you saw are 10 kings who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. These are of one mind. And they have their power and authority from the beast. They will make war with the lamb. Do you see how far our country has come? But the lamb will overcome them for he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And those that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And so what of the false law of PCR testing? The legal rule that determines whether you are clean or unclean, guilty of contamination or justified with no evidence of a viral sin. This false law has been exposed to be itself a delusion as well. It doesn't work. It's not right. Even the FDA said stop it. Imagine being told a lie about a virus you cannot see. A vaccine solution that does not work but driven by a fear that makes no sense, producing mass psychosis. In my opinion, this is no salvation at all to line up for, but a strong delusion to believe a lie. And there's more to be said, ladies and gentlemen. May he wake us up to this false religion with this false gospel and his false savior, 
because it does not work and it cannot work. This is Monday edition of Lifeline. When we come back more with Mr. Thomas Paine, we'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 536 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. You're listening to your host, Jesse Giston, pastor of Way of Grace, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, the pastor that speaks on Way of Grace at 12 noon on this program. And glad to be doing so for many, many years now to uh, bring the gospel to you and to address real world matters. Um, Let me let you know that generally we have been doing what is called All Things COVID Information Night on Thursdays from 530 to about seven or eight o'clock at night as we look at, uh, uh, you know, very meaningful and relevant videos and then do basically an analysis of what they're telling us about the facts around COVID, uh, the facts around the lies that are being spoken by our government concerning the vaccines, uh, data about how to uh, deal with COVID before it occurs, deal with COVID when it's occurring, and address COVID with a very good uh, combination uh, vitamin and uh, medical protocols that are now starting to leak out in the public because at least reasonable uh, journalists understand that there's no way that you can solve the world's problem with one method unless it's the method of salvation by Jesus Christ who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father but by me. Every other way has to be a multiplicity of ways by which we can solve this particular problem that's in front of us instead of a vaccine system. This is why I shared with you earlier the damnable doctrine of vaccine salvation, because it's a religion being imposed upon you by the same socialist thread that takes you all the way back, ladies and gentlemen, to critical race theory, social justice, um, and anti-American uh, uh, sort of hostility on the part of BLM and many others. This takes us all the way back to Marxist socialism. It takes you all the way back to the eugenics agenda. If you don't understand that what's going on here is following the thread of that pit of hell, then uh, then you are certainly blind. I just gave you the characters all the way back to Margaret Sanger and her family and those tied to her, all the way up to every Marxist socialist system in our government today, all the way up to our president who is wholesale uh, engaged in a communist model, uh, Chinese communist model of governance in our country right now, sold out to it, if you will, sold out. And you know what I'm saying is the truth. And the only way to push back on socialism is to stand up and call it out, pull the curtains back and expose it for the fraud that it is. You cannot, you cannot be passive. As the young man stated, he said, pastor, I've been here now for some 20 plus years and I cannot believe how far down into the socialist pit we have come. He basically, you guys, is uh, hopeless because he 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 left Panama because it was so overrun by lies and propaganda and tyranny and censorship and people disappearing because what he saw was when you look around, no one was willing to say anything about it. No one was willing to do anything about it. Well, this is what happens when a country is overtaken by ma- mass psychosis. 
When the Stockholm syndrome has really set in, people know what's wrong, but they have no ability to stand up against it. And then so what people will do naturally in self-preservation is leave and go to a country where there's freedom. And that's what you're hearing now. People wanting to, to as it were, move and leave California because of the tyrannical uh, China model of governance that's starting to take place here as it is in segments of New York. And as it is in Australia, and as it is in Canada, and as it is in Israel, unfortunately, we have to wake up because if you stand up, you win. If you don't stand up, you fall. The Lord said, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. But we do not have a lot of men and women of faith uh, understanding what's going on today. Unfortunately, we are blinded. And I want you to hear this narrative. I'm going to be speaking from Thomas Paine's his article is called The Crisis. Now, Thomas Paine was born January 29, 1737 in, in Thetford, Norfolk, England. He died June 8, 1809. That means he was here when the colonists made their way from Britain to establish their own free colonies. And the king of Britain wanted to get his money, get his taxes and rule the people. And I want you to listen to what he says in this very famous article called The Crisis. This is The Crisis by Thomas Paine. I'll be speaking on this subject until we're done. And so we'll probably go into the second hour because it's a long commentary, not that long, but long enough to, to meditate on it. I quote Thomas Paine, The Crisis, December 23rd, 1776. You know what that means, right? We're in the middle of the war. The War of Independence. What does 1776 and 2021 have in common? We are in a war and that war is for our freedom. I will say that again. You are in a war. You don't believe it, but you feel it. And that war is for your freedom. These are the times, Mr. Payne says, that try men's souls. I couldn't agree with them more. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. Do you notice what he said? The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of a man and a woman. Now, I want you to get the context. He's writing in the midst of the conflict. The ships of Britain's army is on its way to the shores of New England. And he's writing to his countrymen to try to wake them up. Tyranny, he says, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. Do you believe that? I've heard it over the last seven or eight months and I buy it. This is what I believe. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you better. He goes on to say, what we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. I know I want to stop and do commentary because it's so hard for people to grasp concepts. But he says, it's dearness only that gives everything its value. He says, heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as, as that of freedom should not be highly rated in heaven. Did you hear that? He says heaven knows how to put a proper price on its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Is freedom highly rated with you? 
Britain, with an army to enforce her tyranny, has declared that she has a right not only to tax, but to bind us in all cases whatsoever. And if being bound in that manner is not slavery, then is there not such a thing as slavery upon the earth? Did you hear what he stated? See, he was able to interpret the high taxes and the binding authority of Britain upon these people who have already left Britain, came to the Americas and are declaring themselves free. He realizes that as long as we are paying those taxes, as long as they can make decrees, as long as we are submitting to them as our government, even though we are thousands of miles away on a free land, guess what? We're still slaves. Is that not similar to where you and I are today? Listen to what he says. He says, even the expression is impious for so unlimited a power can belong only to God. He says, only God has the absolute far reaching authority over all of our lives, not government. People of God, this is what he says. Do you believe that everything in the new world rushed to support pain is his warning to fight? Uh, Let me reconstruct that. People of God, do you believe that everything in the new world that Payne was speaking to everyone in the new world, not everything, but everyone in the new world were rushing to support Payne in his warning to fight the British as they were coming? Do you believe that they all just really wanted to help and stop the Britons from coming? No, the answer is no. He was like Paul Revere and many others. He was warning them and warning them and warning them. But guess what? They were so happy in their leisure, so happy in their businesses, so happy in their pseudo freedom. They didn't want to hear that the British were coming, but they were. When I come back, I'm going to share more with you because the parallels are uncanny unless you just don't want to see it. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistead. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we're back. The time is 5.50 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Ten more minutes before this segment is up. My, how time flies when we are dealing with important matters. I am reading from Thomas Paine's article, The Crisis, which is what he wrote and published in pamphlet form and sent throughout all of New England when he was trying to help his fellow countrymen get prepared to fight the battle to stave off the Britain army. In this part of the uh, of, of the pamphlet, here's what he says. Whether the independence of the continent was de- declared too soon or delayed too long, I will not now enter in as an argument. My own simple opinion is that had it been eight months earlier, it would have been much better. We did not make a proper use of last winter, neither could we while we were in a dependent state. Now, notice what he's doing He's chiding his his fellow countrymen for being too lazy to prepare for the war. Now, there is a time, and I've really sensed that, when having been warned for decades about the encroaching, insidious socialist agenda, starting with the with the. with the um, with the soft socialism of Gramsci as it has infiltrated into our schools and into our colleges and into our universities to corrupt, corrupt, corrupt 
our children. And now we have a society full of men and women who are completely hostile to the history of America, to a biblical worldview, to a modernist interpretation of our world, to a scientific uh, approach to understanding things. Listen, we are at that place now where uh, irrationality is simply commonplace. And that's what happens when you go into postmodern thinking. You abandon all grounds of, of reality. You abandon all grounds of reality. And here we are. He says, I, I really don't want to argue it now because we are dealing with a, a really existential threat. And he goes on to say here, um, in the the next chapter. However, the fault, if it were one, was all our own. We have more to blame, no one to blame but ourselves. But no great deal is lost yet. All that the Lieutenant General Howe has been doing for this month's past is rather a ravage than a conquest, which the spirit of the Jerseys a year ago would have quickly repulsed and which time and a little resolution would have recovered. So now he's trying to encourage him, encourage the um, the New Englanders to get ready because the, the, the ships are there. Uh, uh, Lieutenant General Howe was a leader of Britain's army uh, in this particular campaign. He goes on to say these words, however, this is uh, this is uh, Thomas Paine. I have as little superstition in me as any man living, but my secret opinion has ever been and still is. Now, listen to this, that God almighty will not give up a people to military destruction or leave them unsupportedly to perish who have so earnestly and so repeatedly sought to avoid the calamities of war by every decent method which wisdom could invent. Now, let me interpret that for you. What Mr. Payne said was, is the folks that left Europe, left Britain to come to the Americas, weren't trying to create conflict and start wars and blow up building and destroy property and, and, and engage in utter and total mischief. They were simply find, trying to find a place where they could live and be at peace. They did not want to be controlled because they believed that God is sovereign and that they're created in the Imago Day. And that no tyrant, no ruler, no governor, no mayor, no city council, no teachers union, no group of uh, of assemblymen, no no set of little dictatorial Lilliputians have the ability to determine our life. You heard what that young lady said in the email. This thing has stressed her out so much that all she could do is cast it up to God. She should have never been in that position whatsoever. No choice of a vaccine should be putting people in the kind of emotional torrent that she went through other than a totalitarian country. Well, anyhow, he goes on to say, <clears throat> neither have I so much of the infidel in me as to suppose that he has, that is God, has relinquished the government of the world and given us up to the care of devils. Man, I need to stop right there. Did you get that? He says, not only am I not uh, overwhelmed by superstition, these are the fears that come on every side by people that are not grounded in truth. He says, but I'm not an infidel either, as to suppose that God has relinquished the government of the world and given it up to the care of devils. Did you hear that? You see how reason and rationale rooted in biblical truth says we're in difficult times, but the devil doesn't run anything. 
God Almighty is sovereign on his throne and the devil is limited in what he can do. And he goes on to say, and as I do not, I cannot see on what grounds the king of Britain, who does the king of Britain correspond to today, can look up to heaven for help against us. A common murderer, a highwayman or a housebreaker has as good a pretense as he. Tis surprising to see how rapidly a panic will sometimes run through a country. Notice what he just said. It's amazing to see how quick a panic can run through a country. Uh, Did we go through that in 2020? Of course we did. He said all nations and ages have been subject to them. Britain has trembled like an egg at the report, watch this, of of a French fleet of flat-bottom boats. And in the 14th century, the whole English army, after ravaging the kingdom of France, was driven back like men petrified with fear. And this brave exploit was performed by a few broken forces collected and headed by a woman, i.e. Joan of Arc. Did you notice what he said? God is able to overcome big forces with a little people who are willing to be brave. Now he's he's uh, he's beckoning upon the history of Joan of Arc. Now listen to what he's saying to his countrymen about that. I want you to hear this. Oh, would that heaven might inspire some Jersey maid, that is the Joan of Arc, to spirit up her countrymen, to stir up her countrymen and save her fair fellow sufferers from ravage and ravagement. You see, she was willing to jump on a boat and lead a bunch of men to save her own country. And yet he goes on to say this, yet panics, in some cases, have their benefits. Now, I've seen this one that he's about to expand. Now, listen to this. See, fear leads to panic. And I've seen it. I've seen it. Fear leads to chaos and panic. But he says they have their purposes. They produce as much good as they do hurt. Their duration is always short. Didn't the Lord say that? Didn't he say that? He says, uh, uh, tribulation and suffering and pain endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. He says their endurance is always, their duration is always short. The mind soon grows through them and acquires a firmer habit than before. Now, what he's stating is this. We initially get hit by the trauma of an event. COVID's here. Everybody's going to die. They're estimating 7 million people dying around the world. It was a lie. We all got shooken up and we're told to go in our house and put masks on. Don't touch anybody. Don't sleep together. Don't do anything. Don't breathe. And definitely don't talk. It was a lie. And then over time, we came to realize it was an exaggeration. We don't realize it enough. Let me go on to finish before I take the break. But their peculiar advantages is this, that they are the touch tones of sincerity and hypocrisy. What's a touch tone? It's a pressure point that exposes us to either being sincere or hypocritical. And it brings things and men to light which might otherwise have lain forever dormant and undiscovered. Did you guys get that? You see what trouble does. You see what pressure does. You see what uh, crisis does. It exposes some of us as not only being weak in faith, but not having any, but not having any faith at all. And it exposes others of us for having maybe weak faith, but because we have God given faith, God is able to build us up and give us strength to stand. And we realize that the emperor has no clothes 
and that the Wizard of Oz is a little senile man who actually is empowered by other powers and sources far beyond our average perception. He goes on to say, before I go to the break, in fact, they have the same effect on secret traitors which an imaginary apparition apparition would have upon a private murderer. In other words, the secret traitor is exposed when the crisis comes, and so is a private murderer, because they're not rooted and grounded in faith, which works by love, that can look a crisis in the faith and say, okay, God is my refuge, God is my rock, God is my strong tower, and God will I trust. Who is man that I should be mindful of him or fear him? This is what the Bible teaches the people of God to do, to think and work their way through issues, not simply just kowtow to government policies and definitely not when they come in the form of threats of losing your job and and taking away your livelihood and, and causing your children to have to fear and then telling you to act in ways that are irrational, unscientific and unhealthy, like running around all day long with masks on and getting vaccines that don't work. And in fact, you will find out when the when they stop suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, they not only do not work, but many people have been harmed by them. You will hear the truth one of these days on these matters. It may not happen this year, may not happen the next year, and you can believe what you want, but you actually heard it here. And you can hear it if you want to, gbchayward at gmail.com, gbchayward at gmail.com. We'll share it with you. And again, we're on on Wednesday from 530 forward, watching some expedient clips around understanding the facts and the falsehoods of this uh, COVID vaccine agenda that we're under. Facts and falsehoods and then Q&A. Love to have you out at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. GBCHayward at gmail.com. You can reach me if you want information. GBCHayward at gmail.com. I'll just show up. I'm glad to be free, aren't you? Glad to be free. And I hope you're free too. It doesn't matter what opinion you hold on the left or on the right. The thing is, freedom is designed for us to pursue the truth, not a lie. I'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.